Welcome to the Engrafted Word from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Line of Judah Cathedral, Cape Coast, with Bishop J. Godwill. This rich teaching will bring encouragement, hope, light into every darkness, healing, deliverance, and salvation to the longing soul. Join Bishop J. Godwill as he ministers the engrafted Word of God, which is able to save the soul. Ladies and gentlemen, I want us to be on our feet. Put our hands together as we welcome our pastor, Bishop J. Godwill, as he comes to minister the Word of God to us. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Lord, let your kingdom come tonight. Let your will be done in our lives as you have planned it in heaven. Give us this day our needs. And forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who also commit sins against us. Lead us Lord not into temptation. But deliver us from anything that constitutes evil. Anything that will lead to evil. Deliver us from it. And deliver us from anything that we are in presently that is also evil. Lord, deliver us. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church today? Wonderful. Now, I believe last week um, we shared we shared from somewhere, isn't it? Chapters 8 and 9. The ideally pastor and what it means, what is the proper attitude of a lay pastor or a lay shepherd. Amen. Now, tonight, We are moving on. Say we are moving on. Go to chapter 14. Are you getting ready for elections? Sorry? 
campaigning for Jesus. Yeah. I'll tell you who to vote for. Is that okay with you? Should I tell you now? Or you want me to wait till close to the election? It's very simple. Very straightforward. Vote for the right person. That's it. (laughs) Choose the right person and vote. Alright. Now, you must believe in the lay power. Amen. And all these things that we are sharing, as I keep saying, we are not sharing for the sake of sharing, but we are sharing um, to make a point or an important point. Amen. We are sowing particular seeds, expecting to reap a particular harvest. You cannot plant tomatoes in your farm and expect to reap pawpaw. Neither can you plant pepper in your farm and expect to reap onions. So, what you sow is what you get. Now, it is, um, it is illegal to reap something you haven't sown. Yeah. So, make sure that after hearing all that you are hearing, you don't bear the wrong fruit. Because then you are operating in illegality. If you bear the wrong fruit after all that you have heard, you are operating in illegality. Alright, is there any usher standing at any door? Is there anybody out there or you are all inside? Ashes. Okay. So... Make sure you don't operate in illegality. Alright? And therefore you must bear the right kind of fruit based on the right kind of seed that has been planted in you. Now again, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, 11 and 12. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. Um, and he gave some. And he gave some. And he gave some, uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Next, verse 12. Now, when you read the King James, you get a misunderstanding. You get the impression that the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are supposed to do three things. Number one, to perfect the saints. Number two, to do the work of the ministry. And number three, to edify the body of Christ. But that is not what is communicating. So give us NLT or NASV or ERV. All right. Give us verse 12, verse 12, just the verse 12. For the equipping of the saints for the work of service. He gave some 
all the fivefold ministry for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. Amen. To the building up of the body of Christ. So God gave the fivefold ministry to equip the saints so that the saints can do the work of service. Do you have NIV? NLT? NIV. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So when God's people are not prepared for works of service, the body of Christ does not get built up. Amen. But our vision is to build up the body of Christ. I thought I would hear an amen. Our vision is to build up the body of Christ. Our vision is to build a mega church. Our, our, Our vision is to build a large church and to build large churches. And for us to be able to build these large churches, we need the involvement of the saints who have been equipped for works of service. Hallelujah. The ordinary people who have been equipped for works of service. Give us message Bible. Let me see what message says. To train Christians in skilled servant work. (laughs) Working within Christ's body, the church. To train Christians in skilled servant work. Working within the body or Christ's body, the church. Hallelujah. So it is my job as a pastor to train the saints and to train Christians and to equip Christians for skilled servant work in the church. Clap for Jesus. Okay, now, are you in chapter 14? I'm going to share with you quickly about understanding why God allows lay ministry to exist. Why God allows lay ministry. And anytime you hear about lay ministry, we are juxtaposing it against full-time ministry. People who have given up their lives fully serving the Lord as against people who are combining their secular work and then working, doing many, many things in the church. Hallelujah. So why does God allow it? Why does God allow the lay ministry? Number one. Let's all read number one. Read it again. Lay ministry comes about. Because of what? A deceptive response from those called to do the work. Amen. Now, in the Old Testament, God had a whole tribe of people called the Levites. And the Levites were supposed to, they just belonged to the church. They belonged to the temple. Their job was to serve God full time. They don't do anything else. Levites. 
and they they don't they don't have they, they are, their only income is from the sacrifices that come to the temple the portion that must be given to the levites and the priests and all that these are the full time workers of the church of the old testament okay now um, look at Matthew 21, verses 28 to 30. It says, What think ye? A man had two sons, and he said to the first, and the first came, and he said, Son, go today in my vineyard. And he said, I will not. The father was sending him, Go to the vineyard, go to the farm and work. And the boy said, Yeah, I will not. Hey. But afterward, say with me, but afterward, he repented and went. Clap for this boy. And he came to the second one and said likewise. Likewise means that he said to him, go to the farm and work. And the boy said, I go, sir. He even added sin. The first one, they disrespectful. Yeah. But afterward, he said, no. How can I say that to my father? Father has looked after me. He's asking me to just do this simple thing. How did I respond like that? And he repented and he went. But this boy said, oh, I go, sir, with a smile, with everything. And, and what? And what? He went not. He went not. Now, so look at what Bishop writes. We all know that lay ministry is not the God-ordained kind of ministry. It's not the ideal ministry. But why does God allow the lay ministry to carry on? When those who promise to go, do not go, God is forced to fall back on lay people and even on women. Read it for yourself. So, we have these two sons that are in the kingdom of God. Those who say, I go, sir. I will do it, sir. I will serve the Lord. I will obey. You know, there's a brother, we've been laughing at him. In, um, in, in our church, a pastor, one of our pastors, not here. We've been laughing at him because he sang a song. He made a very nice song. Meko, 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 sewus mamia meko, abiribiara, sewus mamia meko. Very beautiful song. Yeah? But the very fulfillment of the song came. When he was being sent. Do, do you understand? Meko, meko. I will go, I will go, I will go. If you send me, I will go. Anywhere. If you send me, I will go. So one day, a missionary opportunity came. For meko, meko. To be sent. What did he say? Isha. He changed the song 
Minko, Minko, Minko. Servus, Mamia, Minko. So, in fact, one day I was somewhere. I was visiting one of our missionaries abroad. And the missionary told me this. That, hey, this brother who sang this song, when he was sent, he didn't go. So, one day I was talking to Bishop Sam and I said it. Then one day, myself and Bishop Sam were walking and we met a brother. Then Bishop Sam told him that you, you sang this song and you didn't go. And he said, Charlie, I didn't write the song. My pastor wrote the song. He wrote the words. And I sang it for him. What a shock. So, be careful of the songs that many of you sing. Uh, what were you singing by that? What, is by that? what, what were you singing? Uh-huh. Yes. What else? Yes. Uh-huh. Are you sure there's nobody you can compare to him? Are you sure? Just, just, just make sure. Just make sure that the things that we sing, the things that we say, sit down. It's not only you, all the choristers who sang. Do you see? Now, I read, I read something today about a church, a church that um, some people came to open a nightclub right by the church. So, and they are always playing all kinds of music. The church, they talked to them, they didn't mind them. So they started praying. They prayed and prayed and prayed. And one day, fire fell and destroyed the nightclub. So the nightclub owner took the case to court. That the church, the fire, the cause of the fire is the church. The church has prayed fire upon his property. The whole thing is destroyed. Through the way in court. And then when they asked the pastors, the people, they said, they deny responsibility. They are not responsible for the fire. So the judge said, in fact, he's very confused. Because here is an unbeliever who believes so much in the power of prayer. And here are Christians who don't believe in the power of their prayer. So he doesn't know what to do. Am I talking? So... Tell your neighbor, be careful what you sing, be careful what you say, be careful what you, what you pray. Now, so the reality is that there are many people whom God has called. But they never, some said, say I go. But they never end up going. They don't go. And look, I believe that God also likes fine things. God also likes nice things. You see, one day Bishop was preaching, and I'm quoting verbatim. 
He said he believed that years ago, God must have been looking for certain people to send and to use them mightily. People with a certain knowledge, experience, fine English, hmm? great understanding, great knowledge with debility. Do you understand debility? So he went to University of Ghana and searched everywhere. He didn't find any. Went to University of Science and Technology, searched everywhere. He didn't find anybody willing enough. He came to University of Cape Coast, searched everywhere. He didn't find anybody willing enough. God had no choice. But to descend down and find a boy who was pushing trucks and selling PK at the airport. Who was also on drugs. On so much drugs that one day, demons spoke to him to light a candle and to put his hand on it. And he put his hand on it and bent two of his fingers without feeling it. And it was when he was rushed to the hospital, on the hospital bed, that somebody came to witness to him and he gave his life to Christ. Do you have any idea who the person is? Do you have any idea who the person is? Who is that person? I said, who is that person? The Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. When he went to Bible school, wait, when he went to Bible school, he couldn't write his name. He couldn't spell his own name. In Bible school, he couldn't write his name. No school. He says, he says, he says I don't have a classmate. Not that he's above everybody. You know that when he says that, you may think that what he means is that he's in a different class. And everybody's below him. No. There's nobody he can point to that. I was in school with this person. You. Many times I said, oh, this was my classmate. This guy, I looked at him in school. No be so. This one doesn't have, there's nobody he can point to say, this was, I was in school with that person. God had to go and choose, select him. He used to sell PK at the airport. And those times when you come out of the airport and these boys will be there to push your, your luggage. He was one of them. And in the night, he said he'll move from Pussycat to Gondola to... These were all nightclubs in Accra. The fine people who knew Bluffo. They were not willing. But this Goro boy was willing. When he came from Bible school and started his church, action, Bishop used to take his sisters to church Sunday morning. His sisters would just laugh throughout because of the pastor's bullets. Every sentence he will speak, there are English bullets. 
open your eyes. Then the sisters will be down. Quick, 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 quick. And they just go to church to go and laugh at the bullets, the unbelievable English bullets. But they, they can't believe that somebody can make his own English like that and speak. And yet, every president in Ghana since Rollins time. There's no president that can ignore that can ignore him. There's no president that has not entered his church. If you are clapping, clap properly. Amen. God God has been forced to fall on people with a lot of issues people with a lot of issues. God has been forced to fall on certain people. But even today, you can't, you can't be sure whether are they men of God or are they, they are men of what? You are not even sure. <laughs> yes. Because many of them are not educated. They don't have education. So their understanding is in a different class. Their behavior, their mannerism, their thought patterns, their desires, their dressing, everything. Because see, when you are picked from down and you come up small, you feel like showing that your years of depravity, you must clear the arrears. You have to clear the arrears. Yeah. If, if, if I was one of these one of these three prophets I will not dress like this to church you will be afraid to see me here in church the red jacket and the shiny blue trouser with the yellow shirt and the red bow tie and the shiny black shoe You na and the bodyguards around me. Yeah. You na you feel that yeah, that a man of God is here. But you see that's why many of you don't you don't fear some of us. You don't fear some of us. You see, because we have been through school and other things, you know, some things are not, do you see? Yeah. There's a professor sitting here, he's wearing his batik shirt. Look, at there's a doctor sitting here, he's wearing ordinary. You never know that he's a doctor if he doesn't tell you he's a doctor. Doctor, are you not a doctor? <laughs> doctor, please stand up. P- people don't even believe that. Are, are, you, are you not a qualified doctor? Yes, I am. Or are you a herbalist doctor? <laughs> a medic, a medical doctor. Medical doctor? Yes. Where, where are you working? Cape Coast Teaching Hospital. Wow. You come here, you, you, you will not know that it's a, it's, a, it's a doctor. If he doesn't tell you or somebody doesn't tell you, you will not, you not feel it. 
You not measure it by the dressing. But if one of these people was suddenly to be appointed a doctor, (laughs) you will feel it in the church. They will bring the the stethoscope, the overall, everything. They will bring the theater clothes. Everything will be here to see that, yeah, a a doctor. I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Nurses will be following them with all the scissors and everything. (laughs) With an oxygen tank. (laughs) So, now listen. I'm making a point that God has had to fall on the non-ideal and we the ideals, we stand up and we criticize the people because we can see their faults. We can see their mistakes. Recently, I, I heard, for yesterday or this morning, I was watching TV and I heard some people, they were interviewing people. That, what do you think about this man of God who says that he can rig elections for some people? I said, hey, when, when did he say that one too? I have no head. He says he can spiritually rig elections for anybody. And they were discussing. People were discussing. Everybody was seeing his mind. I said, you see? Yeah. You may never know. So, the lay ministry, one of the reasons why God has allowed it is because the people that he called originally, they turned it down. They turned it down. But yet God has a large, large work to do. So he still has to fall on people who can offer one hour, two hours, a little time to do something. God is forced to beg them also to do what they can do. Wow. Because the original people that he chose and he called to dedicate themselves fully Hey, some are afraid. Some are too entangled. Some are too logical. See, school has spoiled many of us. Education has spoiled many of us. Dr. Cho said, Dr. Cho said, he was preaching and he said that um, many of the people, the, the CEOs of the Korean motor companies and so on, he said many of them are uneducated. And he said the reason why they are successful is that they, this, this, this way is what they, they didn't have brain enough to think too far. <laughs> Do you understand the, the construction? They were not too intelligent to, to, to be too calculating. So they just, they said many of them were school dropouts. Then he started mentioning some names. He mentioned so fast that I can't, I can't even hear. Daiwu, this one, this one, this one. All these car names, they are people's names. So Daiwu, somebody, Mr. and Mrs. Daiwu. That's, that's their surname. Yeah, Sanyon, somebody's name. That's the owner. Kia, Hyundai. It's all somebody's name. 
they, they were, many of them were school dropouts. But they just had faith to do something. And out of doing something, doing something, believing and trusting and all that, then something has been created. Are you here with Gone Home? So, say, I go. And he went not. But the one who said, I will not go. Later he repented, changed his mind, and went. Mercy. So that's one of the reasons why God operates through the lay ministry. I don't know whether it's, it's something to clap for, but... No, 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 no. I'm saying, I, I'm wondering whether it's something to clap for. But anyway, you have finished clapping, so clap. <laughs> Number two. Number two. The lay ministry, huh? Let's go. Because of a lack of laborers. Matthew 9, 36 to 38. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are what? Are what? Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Hmm. So there's a genuine lack of laborers for the work of God. If you were the almighty God and you needed to save 7 billion dying souls going to hell, would you just raise up, would you not raise up laymen to help in the unbelievable gargantuan harvest? You will. You will. So the harvest is plentiful, plenteous, but the laborers are few. So God is having to fall on everybody part-time. You see, like the Second World War and so on. <clears throat> and there are many countries, Switzerland and things like that. Everybody, um, they train people. You, you, you go to military school, I think. I think at a certain age, I think 18 or so, you have to go to, you are trained. And many of them have guns in their homes. But they are not soldiers. They are not regular soldiers. But in case of war, they call you. Come now. They have data on all of them. Come now. Then you take your rifle and you arrive at the war front. So they are like some reserve army. Yeah. Because only a certain number can be regular. But when the fights come to a certain, when the fight gets to a certain level, you need everybody. So all the lay soldiers arrive. <laughs> lay soldiers. Yeah. So the harvest is plenteous. Alright, number three. The lay ministry came about because of the great need. Great need. Great need. Great need. Say great need. Say because of the great need. Now, 1 Corinthians 9.16 For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Necessity. Say with me, necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me, or woe is unto me, if I preach not the gospel. Wow. This, this, was, the, this was the scripture that was written on Bishop Saki's door at the university. University of Ghana. Because one day Bishop was looking for him. He had just met him. 
you know, do you know how Bishop met Bishop Saki? One day Bishop was walking in front of um, Legon Hall from the um, like Commonwealth down that road. Was walking, speaking in tongues. Daytime, lecture time. Speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, opening. Kema laba shandiri kaba as students are going for shabandiri ya kandala laba shandorobo sanda kaya mandiri miyanda laba. And Bishop Saki was also a student. He was walking on the at the other side and said, "Wow, I like this guy. I would like to get close to him. The boldness to speak in tongues in such an environment." Where unbelievers shamelessly do shameful things. But believers hide. Christians become like mice. Timid mice. Hiding. Afraid of criticism. So he walked boldly. Going to lectures. Hey. So that, that's how they, they met the first time. And then somehow, he said, I'll go and look for him. He went to Sabah House, said everywhere. Then he saw a door. And on the door was written, What is me if I preach not the gospel? He said, This must be the, the room of this man. And when he knocked on the door, lo and behold, Bishop Saki was there. What is written on your door? Even today, sometimes when I see some of the platforms, you see, you see some names. You, you, don't, you don't know what, what, kind of, what kind of nicknames or whatever people are using. Chicken. Uh, what? Something. The last, the stone boy. Wasaga. I don't, I don't know. I'm, uh, who is Wasaga? I've been waiting. No, that one is his real name. Huh? It's not his name. I don't know who he is. Is he here? Are you here? All kinds of names. But scriptures like this is what identified Christians. That our fathers, our fathers were identified by scriptures. They were identified by the fear of God. They were identified by these things. What are you identified by? So a great need. So there's a great need in the church for, for laborers, pastors, evangelists. Paul said, necessity is laid on me. Mm? I have to do it. I need to go. Perhaps the great needs, perhaps the great needs that exist in the church have forced the lay ministry to become an important arm of ministry today. So there's a great need. Great need. Great need for more shepherds. More workers, great need, great need. I wish we would have people here praying 24 hours a day. I wish you have people here. When you come to the church, you must hear speaking in tongues. You must hear tongues in the atmosphere. During the day, afternoon, whatever, people are here praying in shifts. These ones will pray two, three hours, then go. Maybe they are going to work now. Then others will come pray, 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 pray. Why not? Is the church not? Jesus said, My house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. 
And what will they be praying for? They will be interceding for you as you are wherever you are working. More intercession. Kamandiri yakayababa. Ramandiri yandelebebe. Ikabayandiri yande. Ipaderi yandalababa. Prayers, 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 intercessions. You see, we don't know that we need prayer, 24 hour prayer. We don't know that we need so much prayer. We think we don't need, but we do. We do. When it really transforms your pastoral ministry, Bishop talks about several reasons why everybody needs intercession. And he talks about different laws we must intercede against. The law of human error. The law of determined things. The law of the elements. Wow. Each of them needs a lot of intercessions. 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 But we can't have full-time people praying here all the time. I wish I can get some lay people. So some of you who don't have... I was talking to one sister. She said, I work only in the evening. She sells. She opens her shop, whatever, the food that she sells. In the evening. I said, so what do you do during the day? Oh, I sleep. And she sells like evening till about 11, 12. And she closes. I said, I need to see you. I wish I can engage her to be here to pray three hours during the day. Come and pray. Come and pray. Some of you don't have jobs yet. Come and pray. You are in between school and whatever your next phase. Come, be here to pray. Be here to pray. Be here to pray. Amen. Amen. Some of you have shift jobs. You work in a factory, you work in a night. During the day, you are free. Whatever, you are nurse. You are off three days. I'll be praying in my room. No, no. You'll be sleeping in your room. You'll be sleeping in your room. Come and offer two hours, three hours to pray, to intercede, to call upon the name of the Lord. And as you pray, you yourself, God will hear your prayers. You will also be blessed. I said you will also be blessed. Come and pray for the church. Come and pray for church group. Come and pray for members. And pray also for yourself. Hallelujah! That, that's one of my greatest desires to, to come around and to hear people, to hear tongues, the sound of tongues. People calling upon the name of the Lord, people praying throughout night, day, whatever. Amen. How we need intercessions whilst you are asleep. Whilst you are asleep. May somebody be praying for you somewhere. Yes. You, know, you have no idea what happens in the night. While men slept. Number four. The lay ministry came about because of people's inability to pay for true ministry. Inability to pay for true ministry. Hmm? Many times the church is unable to pay a good pastor to look after the people. Many small congregations do not have money or resources to look after their shepherd. This results in pastors preaching and teaching the word of God without being paid. 
the apostle Paul was a good example of someone who kept preaching the word without charging for it. First mm? Thessalonians 2 and 9. For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preach unto you the gospel of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, so the lay ministry, we see reasons why God allows it. Now, let's move on to talk about quickly what there are four essential skills that every lay shepherd, lay pastor, lay person must develop. Four essential skills. And you can find that in chapter 15. Anywhere you see a lay pastor, just put person. So that you don't exclude yourself. Because we are talking about you also. Amen. So a lay person must develop four essential skills. Just as there are four engines that power a jumbo jet. There are four engines that power up a lay person's life and ministry. How many engines? How many engines? Say four engines. Hallelujah. Now in this chapter, I want to I want you to think about these four essential skills that a lay um, that make a lay person complete. Number one. Number one. Say pastoral skills. Did I speak about this last week? I spoke about something similar, but I don't think I spoke about this. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 9 has yeah, something. All right. Pastoral skills. A lay pastor, a lay shepherd must develop himself as a good shepherd. Say a good shepherd. Say a good pastor. Amen. He must be a good shepherd and lead a flock of God as though he were in full-time ministry. People under his care must experience the love of God and enjoy the richness of the word of God that he preaches. Amen. So a good lay pastor or lay shepherd must develop good pastoral shepherdural skills. And what does it mean? You must have a good knowledge of the word of God. You must have a good knowledge of the word of God. And how can you do that? Through your quiet time, personal quiet time, personal devotion, through listening to tapes, watching videos, reading books, studying your Bible. You become well-versed in the word. Amen. And then also, your availability and love for the sheep. Availability and love for the sheep. Sheep need attention. They need care. They need love. They need care. Amen. Sheep get sick. When they get sick, they need to be visited. They need to be visited over and over. Sheep get troubled. Sheep can get lost. When sheep get lost, they need to be sought out. We need to go look for them. We need to find them. One of the greatest, uh, one of the areas where shepherds are needed most is looking for lost sheep. Looking for lost sheep. The reason for church 
stagnation in numbers and lack of church growth, a lot of time is the cause is lost sheep. The sheep are there and then they get lost. <laughs> I mean, just today, I said, ah, this person, I've not seen this person for about two months. The face just came. I said, hey, how can it be? People can get lost. You don't even realize that this person is lost. In your mind, you think that the person is around. Except it's a very regular face. There are some faces that are very regular. So when they are not there, you immediately know that this person is not there. There are some faces too. They are high priests' faces. Do you know high priests? High priests are people who come to church once a year, once a month. Those type of things. Hey, They are not daily priests. So those people, when they disappear, you not even know. You think that they are doing their normal thing. It's not why. So we need a lot of help in locating sheep. We had one sister in church. I mean, she's still around. But she, she used to have the grace of, I, I don't know, recently I said, you, that anointing has departed from you. She could sit down on a Sunday and write about a hundred names of people who didn't come to church. One hundred names, or about fifty names of people who, who, who are not in church, who have not been to church for about two, three weeks. I said, wow, this is a gift. I built a whole ministry and I put her in charge. And after some time, she herself started getting lost. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> The law of degeneration, which is another of the laws you need to intercede against. The law of degeneration. No, no, I saw that thing as a supernatural gift. I couldn't, I couldn't understand how she would be able to give so many names. This person has not been to church for three weeks. This one has not been to church. I said, hey, how do you know so many people? How do you know that they are not here? It's a gift. So I built Operation Search and Rescue Ministry. Search and Rescue Ministry. And it was working well until <laughs> the sea started sweeping her also away. Hey! And this is what I'm telling you. Please hear me carefully. All of you pastors and shepherds who are here. One of the areas, the sheep get lost. They get lost in the midst of whatever. They just disappear. And we need to look for them with strength. That's why we need a lot of people. Amen. Alright. So people under the care of a lay person must not feel the laity so much. You have to make ways. Make a way. You are going to work. Then you pass from work. You have passed there. At work, during break, maybe you have to dash, see somebody, pass here, pass here, see somebody quickly, visit something, and then you'll come. Somebody's having engagement. Your ship is having engagement, or is having outdooring. Then you are supposed to be at work, but you, you manage, you, you make a way where there seems to be no way before you realize you have, you have gone to do the outdooring cry and you are coming back, and nobody knows where you are coming from. Look, bad people do bad things. How come you a good person, you can't do something good? Bad people. 
A secretary can take a file to the boss's office and see if he's going to discuss going to discuss a, a, a discussion on the file. Within 10 minutes, she's back working in the office. You, you have no idea what has happened. What has happened within, within the 10 minutes? What has happened there? And she's walking around normally with a normal face. Yeah, as if. Yeah. People can come out. One day we're somewhere. We're somewhere having a, a meeting. When a man came to check in in a hotel. And a lady came to check in. And I assume that, you know, a man and his wife. So, after a short time, I realized that uh, somebody has taken their suitcase to the car. Then the man came out. And then the lady followed. I said, oh, how come? Maybe they didn't like the place. They, they didn't stay. Then somebody told me, Bishop, it is not his wife. They only came to spend two hours. I said, what? So you mean, as we are here praying, somebody, it's like he's traveling, it's like he's traveling. He's traveling with whoever, I don't know whether the secretary or they're traveling, or just branched. Just branched. Everybody say, just branched. They just branched. No... And then the journey is continuing. It pained me that I didn't know the man's name. If I knew the man's name, I said, Oh, <laughs> Mr. Ashmasi. If I went, Oh, my catch your wife, then Michelle her cramp. I'll tell your wife that, Oh, I met you cry. So please send my greetings to her. By the way, um, is this your secretary or uh, whatever? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, bad people are doing bad things on the way. Why can't you, a good person, do a good work on the way? Say, on the way. Yeah. The way you branch, you do a visitation, you branch, you do prayer. You branch, you do whatever. And you continue. Branch, you do prayer. Yeah. Good works. Good works on the way. Alright, number two. Business and professional skills. Number two is what? Wow. If the lay pastor or shepherd is the businessman, he might develop very good business skills. These business skills will cause him to prosper and be successful in his business. It is dangerous to have a lay pastor or shepherd who is a failure in his business. It will make him desperate and begin to have an evil eye towards the ministry. Set people blame the ministry for their failures in business. If you are a professional, such as a lawyer or a doctor... You must excel in your profession, in your chosen profession. You must get to the highest possible rank that you can. 
and become an example to other lay men. Once again, when you do not prosper in your profession, you begin to have an evil eye towards the ministry. Lay pastors who become corrupt, who became corrupt, were often failures in their chosen professions or business. In their poverty and desperation, they turned on the church for financial relief. Hey. Hallelujah. So develop what? Develop business and professional skills. Amen. Now what does it mean? It means that be a serious businessman. If you're a businessman. Some of you do business as if you are doing charity work. Hmm? You don't have any accounts. Every month, everything putogum hirogum nina kum As you are selling, the money is going to your pocket. And you are spending directly. You can't tell what is your capital, what is your profit. Everything is just mixed up. Hmm? Anything you sell in your pocket, from your pocket, you are just spending like that. No account, no calculation. You you are doomed for failure. I don't care how much money you are tossing around, but you are doomed to fail. So when you don't set up clear structures and see and have a plan, you will not be successful. Even if you seem to be successful, it will only be just for a short while. Maybe what you are doing now is hot cake. Every people are buying it, so yo, tell it a lot. You, are, you seem to be making it. It will not be like that forever. It will not be like that. So if you don't plan wisely, you'll be a big failure. You'll be, very, you'll be a very successful failure. It will never happen to you. May you not become a successful failure. If you have a shop, you don't go there. You don't go to the shop. You have left the shop for the shop attendant. Hey. Ah. You want me to tell you stories? Do you want me to tell you stories? Now, time will not allow me to tell you stories. Go and find the stories yourself. Okay? So, you need to be successful at business. And in this church, one of the functions of a fellowship of Christian businessmen and professionals that we have in the church, one of the very successful groups in the church, in the name of Jesus, by the grace of God, and they are receiving it. Hmm? One of their duties that I've given to them is to ensure that every businessman in the church becomes successful. Yeah. Anybody starting business. Look, Lebanese people, eh, do you know that? I worked with some of them for a short time. Not, I developed. How, how do I? Yeah, okay, I worked with them. I don't know how you explain it. But I understood that they help themselves. In Ghana, they are like a group. They are like a family. Now, if one of them wants to come, relocate and come to Ghana, they who are here will come together and set their brother up. Not set him up in an evil way, but they will organize money, help him to come relocate, family, whatever, they come, we organize money to help him to get a shop, get whatever going. 
Did you see? And I think he will, he will because they know that Bahami will be successful. Then he pays back gradually. He pays back. And when he lands, they are the ones who will tell him, "Here, we don't do this. We don't do this. We do. We do. We do this. We do that." We they train the person how to be successful. And they are there. They are in the shops themselves. They are there. The daughter is the cashier. The wife is the whatever. This one is this. This one is that. They are all there. Hey. So I've told I've told FCBPI. They should help our young business people. Because some people, they just don't know what to do. They have the zeal, they have the desire, but they don't know what to do. But many have been successful at creating businesses. And they can share ideas. Do it this way. Don't do this. You'll be, you'll be a failure. Don't go for loan. You are going for loan. This small thing you are doing, you are, you are going to get loan. How are you going to pay? Don't go for loan. Do this and this and this and this. To help. Amen. Amen. So if you are here, you are, you are trying to be a business person, come and see FCBPI. Join, us. Join them. These are the, please, all, all members of FCBPI, can you stand both active, inactive, future active, you know? Yeah. Stand up. Good, 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 good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Businessmen and professionals. And professionals. Clap for them. So you can see them and then they will help you. Amen. Thank you. Now number three. Quickly. What's number three? What's number three? Wow, I love this one. Flourishing skills. You have to develop skills to be able to flourish. Hey. A lay shepherd must also develop himself in the art of flourishing. Say the art of flourishing. What is the art of flourishing? What is the art of flourishing? Read it. The art of becoming what? Where's your book, my brother? Brother with a green, I've forgotten your name. Where's your book? You left it. So you left it at home. If you leave your book, you have to buy one in church. Then after you sell it. <laughs> eh? The art of what? Becoming rich and prosperous. Now, there are many people who develop themselves in their businesses or professionals. But are on uh, sorry and professions, but are unable to convert it into real prosperity. <laughs> hmm? They're able to develop themselves in their professional, but they cannot convert it to riches and prosperity. Hello, Nushishin. It is important to use the art of leadership and the art of strategic thinking to help yourself to flourish. We all know many doctors and lawyers who don't have much money. You see, to be able to, be, to become a lawyer, you've gone to school a lot. You have learned a lot. You have read many books. 
before you are you are you are you are made a lawyer, but there are many lawyers walking around uh, the high court area. Some of them have typewriter and a stamp, and all they do commissioner of oaths. Are there some here in Cape Coast? You see them wearing some old suit, suit black and or shine. What to or shine <laughs> with an old briefcase with a lot of old documents, but there's no money in the pocket. It's a lot of knowledge, but no money. Hey, it's not easy to prosper. The lecturers, professors, some of them are the poorest, pitiful. Oh, pitiful. They have not been, even been able to build a house. They have nothing. When they go on retirement, they move back to their family house. Family house where the grandmother, grandfather, everybody staying. They go and join them. Mercy. May it never happen to anybody here in the name of Jesus. You never retire and go and live in your family house. Go and join them, Kokra and Mbirwa there. And they are dying in, uh, in sequence. <laughs> and you are going to join them. Oh, it will never be your story. It will never be your story. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So you, you have to learn the art. And here, Bishop writes, he said you have to combine what? It is important to use, underline this one, say the art of leadership. Say the art of leadership and the art of strategic thinking. You see, you won't even say it to I've said say it and you are not saying it. Say the art of leadership. The art of strategic thinking. To help yourself to flourish. Come. Bring me um, he that hath. You don't have art of uh, leadership there. Bring me art of leadership. See these two books. Art of leadership. Art of. This is art of strategic thinking. <laughs> In case you don't know, he that hath, eh? to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. This book is a book that explains why some people are rich and why some are poor. Is a book that tells you characteristics of poor people and characteristics of rich people. This book. If you are serious and you want to learn the art of flourishing, this is a book you must read. I thought I would hear an amen. amen. And this is another book you must read and imbibe the principles. One of the points here, one of the 
He said, be a thinker. Be a thinker. And Bishop Rice and says that if you think deeply about a problem, you will find solutions to intractable problems. If you think deeply about something, God will give you solutions about intractable problems. Am I talking? All right. So quickly. So, talking about these people, doctors, lawyers, and other professionals, they are professionals, all right, but they have not flourished and do not have much money to spend. We all know many lecturers who live from hand to mouth. They are professors, all right, too. And they, end, they did end their PhDs from famous universities. But these highly educated men have simply not learned the art of flourishing. So, it's a different line. Oh, there are two different lines. You can be a great learned person, but you can be a great poor person. Yeah. You have a lot of knowledge, but you have a lot of poverty. Because the two lines, you, you still have to connect your knowledge to practical life and practical art of flourishing. And not many have that connection. Receive wisdom for that connection. So, a lay shepherd must flourish. Otherwise, in his midlife, he will turn against the ministry. He will turn against the ministry he loved and blame the church for his difficulties. Midlife crisis that begins from around the age of 40 causes men to reevaluate all that they have been involved in. Unfortunately, many laymen begin to blame the ministry for their poor performance at work and their poor flourishing skills. A flourishing lay pastor or shepherd must have an income that is far more than his expenses. A flourishing lay shepherd must be able to give larger and larger amounts of money to the ministry. Say amen. Say amen. Say amen. Say amen. May you flourish. May you flourish. May you flourish. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Say I will flourish. Say I will flourish. In the name of Jesus. And the last point. But, but this, this point, the art of flourishing. Perhaps one day I, I, I will teach you especially about the art of flourishing. And I believe that these are skills that every one of us should really learn. Hmm? And then an, another book that you have to combine with is Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit. Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit on your creativity. Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit on so many, on your intelligence, so many areas of your life. Yeah. So, everybody here, to be a successful lay shepherd, you must be successful at your job. Not one-sided. Not one-sided. And I said it last week and I say it again. Because, you see, your lack of personal finances will be disastrous to the ministry at a certain level. 
at a certain level to begin to affect you so much. It will begin to affect you so much. Because the heart of the lay ministry is sacrifice. The heart of the lay ministry is that I'm doing all these things without charge. The heart of the lay ministry is that I'll take my car, I will drive up and down, I will use my petrol, I will use my tire, I will spend a lot without charging. That's the heart of the lay ministry. So when you don't have money to repair the car, to buy petrol, (laughs) and you are on the move, a lot of bad thoughts will start occurring to you. When your car is broken down in the middle of the way, hey, your engine has suddenly gotten spoiled. And you don't have any money on you. Not that in your pocket you don't have it all. But there's nothing anywhere. It's not at the bank. And there's nothing that's all. By the end of the month you are going to be paid. There's, not, there's no pay coming from anywhere. There's nothing. And you see tithe. People are paying tithe. And the tithe is passing by. (laughs) I said the tithe is doing what? It's passing by. And you have to receive it and even record it or be involved and ensure that the treasurers have recorded the right thing. And bless the people to prosper more. And you are, you are standing there to do the, uh, It is Galatians 6.6 6. We are all sowing to our father Galatians 6.6 6. And you are campaigning When you are like a hungry lion Can you see how a lot of battles can occur to you? That's why you must be successful Amen Number four, early retirement skills. Early retirement A lay pastor, shepherd, must have early retirement skills. Perhaps the most important of these four is the early retirement skills. These skills are important to a lay pastor because as he goes forward, he's likely to want to give more time to the work of the Lord. However, if he has not developed early retirement skills, he will be unable to retire from his secular work. He will need to go to the clinic every day and earn his living. If a lay pastor or shepherd cannot take long periods off from work to give himself to God's work, he will not be able to retire soon from his secular work. If, however, he has been successful in investing in real estate or some income-generating projects, he will be able to retire early from secular work and give himself to the ministry. A lay pastor, shepherd, with early retirement skills will have ensured that he's genuinely free from debts and lives in his own house. Indeed, a lay pastor, shepherd, with early retirement skills is able to stay away from work longer and longer until one day he never has to return. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hmm? Say early retirement skills. Amen. So every lay shepherd pastor here, I commission you to buy a land. Amen. 
Look, there's a section here that is, I don't know whether you are dead or you are not alive or whatever. I said, I commission you to have a land. I commission you to dig your foundation. I commission you to start building your house. In the name of Jesus. And to build houses. Just receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Amen. And you see, if you start early, if you start early on, on, on the keyboard, gently, if you start early, if you start early, don't put your last in your first building. Hmm? When I say don't put your last, that's not the only building you'll ever build. So build something. Build something and move in there. <laughs> Do you see? That if you are younger, especially if you are younger, build something and just move in there. It is when you are older that is like this maybe your ultimate house that you have to now think a lot. And your retirement home is your home and your retirement home and uh, I don't know what else it will be. But if it's your you find a land, even if it's cut out of a plot, a land is a land. I will show you Nigerian skills how to build. You can build a huge house on a plot small like this. You can build a huge house. Yeah. You just build first floor. Then you move in, then the second one, you, you extend it, you spread it. <laughs> you go up. <laughs> the higher you go, the bigger it becomes. Cantilever it. Only you have to use proper iron rods. Yeah. One of our sisters was delivered from death. Isn't it? She was standing on top of a building. Next moment, she was standing downstairs. Next moment, the whole, the whole floor of the room, the whole floor dropped like that. Yeah. And it dropped on a man and his wife and children. Um, the man died. The child died. And the wife broke the arm or something. But she survived with few injuries. She didn't even know what... I mean, can you imagine? She was just standing upstairs looking down like that. The next moment, she heard some noise. I mean, it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Some, yeah, somebody's house. That, that's where they were staying. That girl must come and testify. Eh? Yeah. A great deliverance. I mean, we could have been here and we hear that our member is dead. A building has broken on her. And she's dead. But thanks be to God. Put your hands together for the Lord. So, flourishing skills. I want to give everybody here an assignment. Go and study about flourishing skills. The art of flourishing. Go and write an essay. I'm giving everybody an assignment. Write an essay. Write a book. Mm, on the art of write. Okay, write a project work. Or thesis. 
the art of flourishing. And I'm giving you some reference. Is that what you call it? Reference books. The art of flourishing. For yourself, don't go and write theories. People like writing theories. We do this and do that and do that to work. What will work for you? And what must work for you? If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Place your hand on your heart and pray. Father, I pray for everybody. Just pray for yourself right now. Pray. Shakayanda la masanda la mama, bakayanda la la bashanda la. Mika sandolo boshika yamakanda la manamana. Oh yes, may you be a successful, flourishing leadership and lay pastor. May you flourish. May you receive the wisdom. May you receive the wisdom. May you receive the wisdom to develop pastoral skills. To develop professional and business skills. To develop flourishing skills. And to develop early retirement skills. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be more like you. I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be more like you. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. Thank you that many, many more become fruitful lay workers. Fruitful lay workers. Fruitful laymen and lay women. Thank you for your power. Thank you for great seeds sown in the hearts. Thank you that these seeds will beg mighty fruits. Mighty fruits. Mighty fruits. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. I wanna be a vessel you work through. I, I wanna be more. With every head bowed, every eye closed, maybe you are here. You wanna give your life to Jesus. You are not sure whether you are saved. You wanna say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to give my heart to the Lord. If you're here like that, lift your right hand. I want to pray with you. Anybody? Let the power of the Lord.
the Holy Ghost. You may be seated. For me, sweet anointing for me. Take out your offering. Anointing daughters, come up. Anointing for me. Daughters upstage. Fall on me, fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Sweet anointing, fall on me. We believe you have been greatly blessed through this message. For prayer, counseling, or meeting with Bishop Jake, please call or text plus 233-263-090-000. That's plus 233-263-090-000. Till we come your way again, remain blessed.